We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's men's Billiken's basketball. New Year's Eve day. Catch the action as they take on St. Joseph's. Pre-game 1147. Tip at noon. Hear it here on your home for Billiken's basketball. King of Moex. Sports Open Line continues here on KMOX. What in the world is this music? Matt Pajeski is just shaking his head. He has no clue. I don't know what this is. It's kind of the electronic music. Chris Ranji the other day was talking about electronic music. I think he's into that sort of stuff. Not me. Let's go to the Quiver River guest line. Kevin McAlpin, part of the uh, team with the Atlanta Braves Radio Network and also 680 The Fan in Atlanta joins us. Kevin, are you into electronic music? <laughs> I was uh, trying to figure out what that was myself, Matt. No, I'm, I would not consider myself a uh, electronic music wizard. That's for sure. Okay, we will not see you at the at the rave on New Year's Eve. No, uh, no. At, I'll be in my I'll be in my basement watching the Georgia Bulldogs. That's oh. where that's where you can find me. All right, very good. <laughs> at Kevin McAlpin on Twitter. Kevin, uh, so Sean Murphy ends up with the Braves, and then they sign him to a, a six-year, $73 million deal. He had been connected to the Cardinals, and when uh, there was a report at one point on what Oakland wanted back from Murphy, and I was like, yeah, you can't do that when talking about the Cardinals. And then you look at what the Braves ended up giving back in, in what turned into a three-team deal, and it it didn't seem quite as expensive. I mean, I'm sure you were seeing the same stuff. What was your takeaway when that deal went down? Well, look, Matt, I think the big thing is, is there was a couple of guys in that trade uh, that I think a change of scenery might do them good. You know, Kyle Muller was a guy that for the last few years, you know, we had all looked at in spring training and went, wow, this guy is straight out of central casting, right? He's six foot eight. I mean, he's 250 pounds. He's got a a hundred mile an hour fastball, a wipeout slider, but he just can't throw strikes consistently enough. Now he had a, a couple of cups of coffee at the major league level, but really not a point where he could say he had a, an extended period uh, to get playing time here. Like he goes to Oakland. I think he'll get that chance there. And, you know, hopefully it all works out for him. Freddie Tarnick was another real prospect. I thought the Braves were really high on, and obviously uh, they decided to put him in that deal as well. Um, so look, they, they gave up a couple of their top prospects, which they don't have a ton of right now. Now you think back to four or five years ago, the Braves farm system was one of the best in baseball and for trades and for these guys graduating to the major league level, they just don't have the depth in the minors that they used to. So um, I was a little surprised at what they gave up to get him back. But that being said, it was very similar 
to the Matt Olson deal because you look at it and say, okay, we gave up a bunch of prospects. We're going to lock this guy up to a long-term deal. And that's exactly what they do the other night with, with, uh, with, with Murphy. So uh, another piece of this core that's going to be together for, you know, the next six, seven, eight, nine years. Um, and I think that, uh, again, you gave up a lot, but now you keep him here for the foreseeable future. So I think it's a deal that, that Brave fans probably don't know a whole lot about this guy playing on the West Coast, playing in Oakland. You don't see them on national TV ever, uh, and I've told a lot of folks around here, I think you're really going to like this guy once you see him come spring training. Obviously, Cardinals fans are, are looking at this, and not just from a, a Sean Murphy perspective, but also from a William Contreras perspective because he goes to a division rival in Milwaukee. He's Wilson's brother, so you have that whole thing going on. It almost felt like Milwaukee kind of swooped into that three-team trade and may have been in as good a position as any of the three teams. Yeah, and Matt, I'll say this. Your, your Cardinal fan probably doesn't want to hear this, but that, that's a pretty good player that, that the Brewers got. Um, had a really, really nice season, uh, a breakout season, a, a year that, Matt, he wasn't even supposed to be here. You go back to the start of 2022, and it was supposed to be Travis Darno and Manny Pena as his backup. Well, Pena got hurt very early on in the season, and Contreras was just thrust into action. And all of a sudden, here he is, you know, as the catcher, as the DH. He was playing more times than not, and he was coming up with some really, really big base hits for this team. So, um, you know, again, I think a lot of folks felt like Contreras was the guy of the future, uh, but the Braves were really high on Murphy. I think they upgraded defensively. They got a a guy that's got the second-best pop time in baseball. Uh, He can hit. He can hit for average. He can hit for power. Uh, I think they just got a a more well-rounded player in return. He's a little bit older. He's a little bit more of a veteran guy. Contreras still a young guy finding his way. But, um, you know, again, that was, a, that was a tough pill for some Braves fans to swallow because they really uh, embraced William Contreras. And, he, again, he had some really big moments for this team. So, obviously, he'll get to play his brother a whole lot more now that he's in the Central. It's pretty clear who the upper echelon teams in the National League are, and the Braves are joined by teams like the Dodgers and the Mets and the Padres and the Phillies. But the difference being is, for the most part, the Braves have uh, brought up players and then locked them into long-term deals where those other teams that I mentioned like to spend tons and tons of money in free agency. I know you're there, but I mean, I just, I look at the Braves and I go, man, this is, this is an organization that values the players that are already there and contributing, make sure that they don't go anywhere. And it just really seems like a very well-run organization. That's it's almost just turned into a machine the way they do it. Yeah, Matt, Alex Anthopoulos has done a tremendous job since he took over as general manager and, and president of baseball operations. I mean, you look at the deals that he's signed, uh, the biggest in franchise history as Matt Olson, only to be surpassed a few months later by Austin Riley. You've got Ronald Acuna locked up. You've got Ozzy Albies under a very team-friendly deal. Michael Harris, Spencer Strider. Now you throw Sean Murphy in the mix as well. Uh, this is a team that's built to win not only now but for the foreseeable future. And I know some folks nationally have been outspoken about the Braves and said, well, it's not really right what they're doing. They're paying guys under market value, or at least what they feel like is under market value. And I've always countered with, this is life-changing money for the player. Think about Ronald Acuna. Matt, he'll be 30 years old when that $100 million deal expires and still in a position where he can get a tremendously huge contract for the second half of his career if he stays healthy. So, you know, look, it's, it's guaranteed money now. It's helping the team contend not only now but in the future as well. Um, so I, I really i am impressed with what Alex has been able to do. And, and to anybody that gets mad about the Braves and they're not paying guys enough or whatever – 
remember, the players don't have to sign these deals. They're, they're, not, they're, they're not being held you know, against their will to sign these long-term contracts. They want to do it because they want to play here. And I, I think there's something to be said about that. I always go back to that John Singleton deal years and years ago, I think when he was with the Astros, and everybody was so upset about that because he hadn't even played in the big leagues yet and he was locked in this long-term contract. And people were mad at him for taking the money, basically undercutting his ability to have future earnings. Well, I know he's been kicking around a little bit over the last year or two, but he never he never turned into the guy that people thought he was going to turn into, and that was that same life changing money. So when I got no problem with players accepting the buyout of arbitration years and the buyout of club control years to make a little money, and like you mentioned, you're still getting free agency in your early 30s. You got a chance to come up with that huge payday. I think about Scott Kingery as well in Philadelphia. He got paid. I think it was a five year deal before he even got to the big league. So it looks, it's a roll of the dice. There's no doubt. There, there, it, it's, it's, you know, again, for anybody that wants to question it, think about it from the Braves perspective, they're putting a lot of stock and a lot of confidence in what they've seen in players in a short amount of time. I mean, Michael Harris comes up and, you know, four months into his big league career is handed $75 million. Um, you know, again, he goes on and wins the rookie of the year and had a, a, a great year, uh, but there's no guarantee that he's going to turn into the player that they think he is. There's no guarantee Spencer Strider stays healthy throughout the course of, of his contract. It's just, I, I think the other way to look at it is, is the Braves are putting a lot of faith and a lot of stock in what they've seen in a relatively small sample size. So uh, again, I think when you roll the dice like that, it's not always going to work, right? Maybe two or three of these deals might not work out long-term, uh, but I, I applaud Alex Anthopoulos for, for, for how he's handled these things and, again, how he's kept the majority of this core together for basically the next decade moving forward. Kevin McAlpin covers the Braves. He's the pre- and post-game host on the Braves Radio Network. So that brings us to Dansby Swanson. And when he was out there, I kept saying over and over and over that the biggest indictment on Swanson is the fact that he didn't sign a long-term deal with the Braves because the Braves have that track record that if they want you to be around for a long time, they're going to find a way to get that deal done. He ends up signing the $177 million contract with the Cubs where he's making about $25 million a year. He's a good player but Kevin is he a 25 million dollar a year player not if I'm a GM no and I I think that you know put it in perspective you know a year ago we were all talking about Freddie Freeman and will he be back or will he not Matt Dansby got more money than Freddie Freeman who's got an MVP Hmm. under his belt now I'll say this about Dansby and I've known him since the day he was called up to the big leagues Uh, he's a really good player and I've heard Brian Snicker I've heard Alex Anthopoulos praise him for being a winner you know, for the kind of player that he is but 25 million dollars a year for seven years boy that is that's a lot of money and, and look I don't fault Dansby for taking the money uh, at all I mean look there's a there's a lot of reasons why the Cubs are a good fit for him but no I, I think the way that you've seen the Braves handle these things I don't think they were you know interested in going really beyond like four or five years I know that there was the talk of about a four or five year hundred and some odd million dollar deal I think that's about as high as they wanted to go. So, uh, again, I'm, I'm not mad at Dansby. He'll never pay for a beer in this town again. He's a hometown kid. He's got a World Series title under his belt. And I know a lot of folks here will uh, give him quite the ovation when the Cubs come to town uh, in September. But, um, no, I, I don't personally feel like he is a $25 million a year guy. We're seeing more and more of these double-digit year deals, the 10, 11, 12, 13-year deals. Most of them got signed. The Carlos Correa deal is still sitting out there uh, as he's agreed with two separate teams, and each team 
team has come and look at the medicals and it it just hasn't worked out. I don't even know what my question is here other than as you watch this Carlos Correa situation play out, how, how do you view it? How how what's the what are your takeaways from what we're seeing? Completely bizarre. Yeah. I, mean, I can't I can't remember. You know, it's funny too because the, the morning I woke up to 800 alerts on my phone about Correa and all of a sudden going to the Mets. I'm thinking, what in the world did I miss? I went to bed early. You know, I go to bed early, I, go to, I guess, at a normal hour in the offseason because I'm up till, you know, 1 o'clock in the morning during baseball season. And I'm like, boy, I missed quite a night that night. But uh, I woke up and I, the first thing I did was put on KNBR out in San Francisco. And it's, you know, 5.30 in the morning and I'm listening to their hosts and their reaction of everything going on. They lose, on, they lose on Aaron Judge and then Carlos Correa. What a rough offseason it's been for them. Uh, but, yeah, it's just bizarre. And, obviously, there's something going on with these medicals that two teams now have had red flags. And we joked about it locally here in Atlanta. If he fails 28 more physicals, maybe, just maybe, he'll play shortstop for the Braves this coming season. But, uh, no, it's, I, I can't remember another player in an offseason where we've had you know two different teams now with some serious questions. I think he's still going to end up in New York. It just feels like that's going to happen. Does it happen on the terms that they've talked about already? I don't know that. I think there's some serious uh, concerns about what they've seen there. And I know Braves fans would love for him to maybe, you know, go play in you know Japan or, or uh, Korea. Just get him as far away from uh, having to play in the, in the National <laughs> League East as possible uh, because he is a very talented player when he's healthy. Man, that do, uh, so we were looking at it when, uh, when, when, when Skip Schumacher got the, the Marlins job. Like it, it doesn't matter how good of a manager you are. If you're going to Miami, like, you're just not going to win in that division. Yeah. No, you know, and we, it's funny you said that because we've talked about it on the pregame show here in Atlanta the last couple of years. Every time the Braves play the Marlins, they show Don Mattingly in the dugout. And it's just, it's almost like you want to give him a hug. I yeah. mean, it's, it's, it's rough sledding down there. And, you know, it's a nice ballpark. Uh, if you've never been down to Lone Depot Park, I, I kind of like it. I'm a little mad at them for taking away the uh, the big dancing, uh, you know, dolphin statue out there in center field. I, I I think I'm the only person that actually liked that thing. But yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a tough place to win. And you know, look, give them credit. The last couple off seasons, they've spent some money with obviously El Garcia and Jorge Soler. And it's not that they're not spending money, but they in this division, when you've got Steve Cohen, who's got essentially unlimited funds to spend. The Phillies have a $2 billion TV deal. They can spend a lot of money. Braves had 3.1 million fans go through the gates this year. They can spend money. Nationals and Marlins really have their work cut out for them. So Schumacher, I like him as a player, but man, I... I think it's going to be some tough sledding for him down there in South Florida. Yeah, I, I unfortunately think I agree. You just It's too tough at the top of that division. He is Kevin McAlpin. You hear him on the Braves Radio Network, also on 680 The Fan. You follow him on Twitter at Kevin McAlpin. Kevin, always great to catch up with you. Enjoy the rest of the offseason, and uh, I'm sure we'll be talking again real soon. All right, Matt. Be well, buddy. Awesome. Very good. There's Kevin McAlpin joining us here on Sports Open Line. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk some St. Louis Blues hockey. They're back at this evening. They take on the Chicago Blackhawks. I see a little bit of traffic out there as uh, folks are making their way into the Enterprise Center. We'll preview tonight's game. We'll hear from head coach Craig Berube. We'll do that next at Sports Open Line on KMOX. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.